my husband has been doing some playing or playing around with some of our equipment. So was, he said, you need to listen to the music I loaded. So I was excited to listen to everything that we've, his little, his little toys we've been, so thought I'd start out with some music this morning. So it's Tuesday and I have a lot of thoughts, you know, like the rabbit trails. I want to talk on the love of God part two, how we are to love based on how God loves us. But then I got to thinking about all kind of stuff this morning. So we'll see where this goes. So I hope you're having a good week so far. Um, Kaylee had a game last night. And I think I'm a better, I would rather coach or play than be a parent of an athlete. I get so nervous. I didn't know that I would be this nervous. And then it's interesting that I'm not as apt to share pictures or videos when she strikes out or makes an error. But I would be so quick. Oh, she just did a trip, had a, uh, hit a triple or whatever. Got the last out. I see how that is in my, so I was sort of like a confession there. Because she did strike out last night. And the worst of it is she struck out looking. I told her, if you're going to go down, you better go down swinging. So when we got home, the coach in me said, you're going to go out here and run a couple sprints. Because when I coached, and um, I said, it's only to make you better. And my mama was like, don't say anything to her. I said, I got to make her better. And so next time she'll know when she's up to plate, she better go down swinging. So I know she's learning. I have to remember that. And all these scriptures started coming back. I have to remember. And how do I want to be treated? So anyway, um, I saw these two quotes. And one is by Paul Washer. And when I read it, I said, oh. This is, has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about today, but it is great. So the, perp, the main objective of this quote, just look to Christ. Ready? After any act of obedience or devotion, look to Christ, for he is the cause. Anytime you obey or have any devotion, look to Christ. He is the cause. After any moral failure, look to Christ, for he is the cure. I just love good, solid, biblical, gospel-saturated quotes that encourages me to look to Christ for everything. I, only by the grace of God we are what we are. Take heed lest you fall. We have to keep these in our, in our minds to be steadfast. And one, another one is about Buck Parsons. Don't believe everything you feel. Your emotions are your greatest liars, you know. Preach truth to your feelings, and your feelings will change. That is how you can be steadfast. Preach the gospel to yourself every day. Look to Christ. Preach the gospel. Now, what... Um, before I get to the love of God part, how many of us 
I've talked about this before, where we make our plans for the day. And then as soon as our children, because my children are still in bed right now, I'm going to go wake them up in a little bit. And I have all these plans for the day, okay? And then by 9 o'clock, I might as well just tear that to-do list up. But see, here's the thing that God is trying to teach me through this, to be steadfast. I'm reading this book called Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. Great, great book. But she quotes C.S. Lewis, one of my favorite quotes by him. And, you know, we all have our plans, okay? Everything, though, that comes, let me change that, anything that comes into your plans is not an inconvenience or an interruption to my plan. It is the plan. It's not an interruption. Now, because the plan is the plan that God wants for that moment. You didn't plan. I didn't plan for the milk to be spilled all over my books. And now I can't teach that beautiful lesson that I had prepared. I didn't plan for a flat tire. I didn't plan for a traffic jam. We didn't plan for that after you spent all morning mopping, tea gets spilled all over it. You didn't plan for your kids to be unappreciative of your sacrifices and good things you planned for them that day. See, I have in my mind all oh, smiles and, and pats on the back and saying, you're the best mom. But instead, I get grumpy bunnies, as I like to call them. But Proverbs 20, 24 says, A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? How then can a man? I have no idea what's going to happen today. It is 734. I don't know what's going to happen at 744, much less 8 o'clock tonight. I don't know. So when we plan, keep this in mind. Yes, it's good to plan. But remember, we must submit to his plan and not get frustrated Help us to be steadfast in this, that we will not get frustrated when our plans are frustrated. Because you have to remember, God's plans are never frustrated. He has a plan for this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. He has planned every single detail, every moment of this day already before it has taken place. So whatever is getting in the way of the plan for your day, the toddler's tantrum, the messy bedroom, the sticky juice leaking all over the fridge, the frustrated child, the irritable husband, the car that won't start, the cake that dog drag under the couch, whatever it is. It's an also it's also an opportunity to praise the Lord. It's an opportunity to remember I'm not in charge. I'm not God. It's an opportunity to remember that he is the one who's shaping us. He takes everything that we see as an interruption. Listen, if we could just get this into our heads. He takes everything that we see as an interruption, and we blame it on the devil, and we say, well, it's the devil's fault, or he's wanting whatever it is. The Lord is in is an absolute control of that, to bring it into your life, to make you more like him. Remember, whatever happens 
God is using it to make you more like him. So remember that when juice leaks all over the floor and you don't get your plans that you had planned. Now that doesn't mean you just say, well, I'm never going to plan anymore. No, we, we are to be planners and we are to be order, have order, but not get frustrated when that order turns into chaos. So it's like C.S. Lewis says, the great thing, if one can, is to stop regarding all the unpleasant things as interruptions of one's own quote-unquote life. The truth is, of course, that one, what one calls the interruptions are precisely one's real life, the life God is sending one day by day. What one calls real life is a phantom of one's own imagination. And that is from C.S. Lewis. Yes, it is a phantom of our imagination to call ourselves, to call it our plans. It's God's plan. And that reminds me, I was looking at my Facebook memories. I love the little memories. And today, eight years ago today, my little girl broke her arm. And I'll never forget um, when she was in the emergency room. And I was holding her, and she started singing, This is the day that the Lord has made. I thought, she's sitting here in pain after breaking her arm, and she starts singing, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So that's the way to be steadfast this morning, today. When something happens that you have not foreseen, which it will. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So, whatever situation. See, our situation is unique. My situation is different from yours, but God knows every detail. And I want to be steadfast and, and not be anxious, stressed out, frantic, that's, that's what I do when my plans get interrupted. And so I want to remember this, that everything that happens is to remind me I'm not God. So that was a little freebie there. Um, it's the exact reminder that I need for this day because I have such high hopes of each day, and it's, and it's not. And see, that's why I want to remain steadfast, because then I think, well, now my day's shot. All these high hopes I had are gone. No, I want to be steadfast in remembering it still has high hopes because God is the one who is planning it. And he is all wise. The whole reason I'm here is to glorify him and enjoy him forever. See, I know all these things in my head. I want to Live this out. Live by faith. Living steadfastly. And so one way to do that is to be reminded, be reminded of the love of God. And this is part two of the love of God. And knowing how much he loves us, how we are to love others. How can we love others the way? Because he, because Jesus says, love as I have loved you. 
The one thing we need to study is how has he loved us? Well, I encourage you today sometime this week to read over Ezekiel chapter 16. I've read, um, I don't know if this is true, but I've read it that sometimes um, this will not even be read because it's so graphic. And it is very graphic, but again, when we see the blackness of ourselves, the true light can shine through. So this is a picture, a word picture. God shows a word picture, okay? And it's, um, again, the word of the Lord, this is Ezekiel 16, came to me saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to to know her abominations and say, Thus says the Lord to Jerusalem, okay? He gives a picture of a baby being born. And it's being born, being born. No, I pitied you to do any of these things for you. As for your nativity, on the day you were born, your navel cord was not cut. Now we know bloodiness comes from being born. So we can picture navel cord not being cut. Nor were you washed in water to cleanse you. You were not rubbed with salt, nor wrapped in swaddling clothes. No, I pitied you. But you were thrown out into the open field when you yourself were loathed on the day you were born. So picture that in your mind. All the bloodiness, all the nastiness of this picture. And when I passed you and saw you struggling in your own blood, I said to you, in your blood, live. He saw us struggling in our sin, in our, in our nastiness, in our own blood. And he says, live. Now, he did not see anything in us. This is the picture he's trying to, he's portraying that we may see how great his love is towards us. God took them to be his people, not because he saw anything in them inviting or promising, as you can see in this picture, but it seemed good in his sight. And it is very apt illustration of the miserable condition of all the children of men by nature. In the day we were born, we were shapen in iniquity and conceived in sin. Our understandings darkened, our minds alienated from the life of God, polluted with sin, which rendered us loathsome in the eyes of God. Loathsome in the eyes of God. I mean, just picture that. I, I, you just have, that's, why, that's why the Lord says meditate. Meditate. Just picture that in your mind today. That's how God That's how we were. And God says, live. It was nothing in us. Nothing. So, he says to love as he has loved us. So now, how shall we love? Let's look at Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Let's see. Verse 32. 
But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Isn't it so easy to love lovely people? Oh, it's so easy. There's this little lady that I met, and I could spend all day with her. I mean, she seems to be the just the most lovely, gentle, kind, sweet. And it's easy to love people like that. But Jesus says, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Oh, yeah, we do. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? That's easy. Again, if someone's good to me, that's easy to be good to them. For even sinners do the same. But love your enemies. Do good. Hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. Here it is. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Jesus said, love as I have loved you. He is kind to the unthankful and the evil. How are we to love or to be kind to those who are unthankful? It, because remember, too, see, I always look out and say, oh, yeah, my children are the unthankful and the evil. Point back. I'm the unthankful and the evil. I'm the one struggling in my blood. And God loves So we see there's one picture, okay? That's how we're to love. Love, he is kind to the unthankful and the evil, okay? Now, Titus chapter 3. He says, remind them, this is verse 1, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to, be, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, Gentle, showing all humility to all men. Why? Verse 3. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. This describes us. God says you are foolish. You were disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, envy, hateful, and you hated one another. But God, verse 4, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done. Remember, we were struggling in our blood. We were deceived, hateful. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So now, how can I be kind? How can I love my children and my husband today? By remembering I'm unthankful, I'm evil, but God is kind to me. By remembering hateful, by remembering how God has treated me. That is how we can be steadfast in loving our children and our husband. Loving those who are hateful by remembering, oh yeah, I'm the hateful one. And remembering like Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. 
It's like I heard Todd Friel say, <clears throat> remember that you are the biggest sinner in the house. That will help you love. And remember that God says he pities us. He remembers we are dust. Pity your children. Remember what they are. Remember, I'm just like them. And so this is a way that we can love others. How shall we love? By remembering how God has loved and treated us. And there's a scripture in Acts. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. It says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. And they realized they had been with Jesus. Can others tell that I've been with Jesus? You know, many times I've heard this. I wish I had a dollar for every time I've heard, you look just like your mama. And I'm so thankful. But you will resemble your father or your mother. Can others tell? Can others see Jesus in us? And that's what I want to be steadfast in. Can others tell that I've been with Christ because of the way I love and treat others, remembering my condition before Christ was kind to me? But when the kindness and the love of our God, Savior, of love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness. Nothing caused him to love us. Help us today that we would, <clears throat> like I said, it's so easy when my children obey, but I know quickly, as soon as they disobey, and they will because we're fallen, we're still dust, we're weak, and they're still learning, they're still growing, they're still maturing. I can feel my anger toward them. I can feel my feelings change. I can feel my steadfastness go, Troop. but I want to be the same because that's the way God's love never changes. It's not in degrees. And I want to be steadfast in how I treat others. So I pray that this will help you today to be reminded of how God has treated us. And remember, to be steadfast that things will not go as you have planned. And if they do, hey, praise God, look to Christ. He is the cause. But when they don't, look to Christ. He is the cure. Yes. Look unto Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. That's how we can, be, we, that's how we can remain steadfast in this race, in this run. And so I encourage you, to be in the Word. I encourage you to pray, seek God. And that's how we can remain steadfast together, running in this race of life. Um, tomorrow, I'm hoping to have a, a guest. I said it was going to be last week, but something came up. So I'm hoping tomorrow will be the day have my first guest. I'm so excited. She is a mother of 10, and she has a blog. I believe it's called Raising Arrows. So I'm excited to talk to her because I love getting wisdom. And so I pray that it will be a blessing to you as well. And so I've noticed when I listen back to myself, I say and so a lot. I've got to work on that because Chris was 
when he listened to himself, he realized he says exactly a lot. How about said in so? I'm going to work on choosing another word. Hope you have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow.